Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yes, it is that time on a Sunday morning. Good morning, Fred Hastings. How are you? Yeah, good, Grant. Yeah, it was a, gee, it was a good night of, of racing. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened at Albion Park shortly. I saw something last night. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, but in terms of uh, the Meningal card, the local card, gee, there were some terrific performances. Uh, I thought if, if you go, uh, we'll talk about races one and two shortly because our guest uh, trained the winners. I'm referring, of course, to Jared Alton, uh, and we're going to chat to him about his Queensland contingent. But Polly put kettle on was a big win coming right down the extreme outside to score in the third race. Uh, then we saw a horse at 125 to one, 126 dollars on the tab. Red Reactor. Um, Did you tip horse, it? Red. Uh, no, but it, look, I couldn't have on its last run. Yeah. Its last run I thought was pretty disappointing. But Grant, it, it was not a 126 dollar horse in that race. I, I just couldn't believe the price when I looked up and saw 50, I think it paid $53 tote, and it was 126 I couldn't believe it, because this has been a real good little horse. As I said, I, I couldn't have tipped it on its last run, but two runs ago, it ran second, and I think for memory, um, that, that second placing um, was, it was at Menangle, and uh, it, it was in a, in a race that uh, we saw, uh, it, it was a race won by Far Out Bro, but there are other horses in the race that have been racing well since. So I thought with form lines around, I couldn't believe the price. But anyway, if you found it, good luck to you. Steph Morris doing the driving for Leon Jude. Uh, I'm, I'm just stunned at the starting price, to be honest. Um, then we go, drop down to race six. Uh, James Cagney, this horse uh, trained by Aaron Goadsby, uh, driven by Josh Gallagher. It's come across the ditch from New Zealand and it's won uh, four races here on the bounce. Uh, it's won five in total on the bounce, but uh, four in Australia. But gee, last night it was impressive. And on the win last night, the connections are going to have an absolute ball with James Cagney. Very nice horse. And uh, we closed down the meeting with a, a good trotters race and, uh, and, a, and a win by Pops Boy in the last race, the pace. So some very good racing last night. Uh, but the feature race was the Vic Frost free-for-all, uh, named in honour of one of the absolute legends of the sport. And it was a very good lineup, and here's how I saw the latter stages. Second split was 29-4 as they worked to the far turn at the 600 metres. The half in 56, 600 to go, cash and flow leads. Second on the outside is South Coast Arden, and then came Porter Prince. They were followed by Artillery sticking to the back of South Coast Arden, and then came further back Sahara Sirocco. The rest are being headed as they near the home turn by the Black Prince. They straighten up. It's cash and flow and South Coast Arden over Porter Prince and then came Artillery as heads were turned. Sahara Sirocco's behind those. South Coast Arden and Cash and Flow in a great two horse war. Getting across carts now is Porter Prince to try and run home and they're clear of the others. Getting up on the inside, Sahara Sirocco. South Coast Arden goes to the lead. Porter Prince is going to have the last crack. It's South Coast Arden. That's a real tough win. Goes home to win at South Coast Arden over Porter Prince, Cash and Flow. And then came Canina Pro Yeah, terrific effort by South Coast Arden. It was four horses wide going into the first corner, then was able to get three deep before finding the death seat. And gee, it's been a, a revelation this horse, South Coast Arden, since it came to Australia. It won its first Aussie start at Bathurst uh, 
Um, and then from there, it's uh, one, three, or four at Menangle. It's only uh, unplaced if it was a fourth in the uh, in the Golden Mile. So, look, he's a real nice horse. He was brought here pretty much exclusively for mile racing. Gavin Fitzpatrick told us in an episode of On the Pace. So, it, definitely a horse to keep an eye on. I'll talk about the first two races shortly, but. Last night, we saw the running of the uh, Rising Sun, a race set aside for three- and four-year-olds at Albion Park. It was a much-vaunted race because we saw, and we got to see, uh, of course, Leap to Fame, who arguably came into the race as one of the leading contenders for the Eureka, probably the favourite in, uh, in early betting uh, for the uh, Eureka right from the announcement uh, of the inception of the race. Well, last night, we found out why. It was an absolutely devastating performance. The horse came home a back mile in uh, sub-150. Um, quite an incredible performance. And I still don't think Grant Dixon let the horse go. He had an absolute vice-like grip on the horse all the way down the straight and it's still come away to win by 11 metres. And here's how Chris Barsby produced, uh, I thought, one of the most uh, incredible Group 1 race. Racing into the back straight, My Ultimate Ronnie takes it up. My Ultimate Ronnie clear margin, five metres, rock and roll hammer. Tim's a trooper, parked out racing third. Don Hugo fourth, he's three back on the inside. Off the track, three wide, can't find a better man. Between runners, future assured, Alter Revelry the inside. The three wide train starting to pick up momentum, speak the truth. Following up behind, can't find a better man. Leap to fame is on the back of speak the truth. Next in between runners, Cobber, danger zone, he's Charlie's angel. Back at the tail, lead time not fast 37.7 up towards the turn 1200 meters left to run in the aqua constructions rising sun my ultimate ronnie now being joined by speak the truth and here's leap to fame pushing on he's three wide he powers up and he's about to join my ultimate ronnie they work past the judge and the bell and he's going to push on with less than a lap to run leap to fame is it fear or is it a respected play here perhaps it's a glorious combination leap to fame into the back straight shows the way the margin is five meters my ultimate ronnie handing over speak the truth is without cover can't find a better man he's one by one down on the marker line rock and roll hammer tim's a trooper don hugo the inside future assured alter revelry cobber danger zone he's charlie's angel home court advantage we're playing by his rules and we're playing for keeps here leap to fame down the back 29 9 27 seconds that second quarter and he looks to be going Going in uh, second gear at the moment. It's Leap to Fame, five metres. My ultimate Ronnie. Speak the truth, can do no more. Can't find a meta man to the outside. Rock and roll hammer. Don Hugo, Tim's a trooper. Future assured Cobber, Elder Revelry, danger zone. Back of the tail. He's Charlie's angel. This is the moment we're all here for. He's about to open up and have a look at him go. Leap to Fame. Are you not entertained? Leap to Fame, racing clear. And he absolutely bolts in. Leap to Fame. Beats Rock and Roll Hammer. Tight go for third. We've got my ultimate right. Oh, Freddie, I queued that up wrongly, as you know. Way f- a lot further out than we normally would play it. But I tell you what, that was worth listening to, wasn't it? Uh, just It was an outstanding race call by Chris. <laughs> uh, he encapsulated exactly uh, how that race played out. And Jared Altron, he must be as proud as Punch with his uh, runner, who I thought ran a terrific race in third spot, only second up. Um, I'm pretty sure Jared's on the line for us. And uh, my ultimate Ronnie, he, he ran a terrific race. But what can you say about the winner, Jared? Yeah, no, we were super proud with Ronnie. Um, Fred, 
he just um, he just ran into a champion. Um, it's probably the best horse I've seen. Um, mm. Unfortunately, I've met him on a few occasions, and um, yeah, he's been too good for us every every time. And um, he's just a star, you know. He's just what he done last night off the track, forty nine. I think his last mile, forty nine and a half or something. His last mile. It's mm. just mm. over the longer trip. It's just uh, unheard of, and just to do it so easy. But but you know your bloke was beaten about three lengths and and he was you know second up into that run and, and you know led early he he's fought on well I thought he fought on particularly well um, as you said you're proud of Ronnie but uh, I guess the the deeper he gets into his prep the, the the better he's going to get yeah definitely um we had a couple of little issues early on and sort of missed um, getting an extra run or two into him before we come up here um, mm. not to say we would have beat. Um, late the fame by any means but sure. on face value he probably looked a little disappointing like probably not holding on to second but fitness wise where he's at I was super proud of him um, and we've like got the Eureka in mind so um, that said we didn't want to you know what I mean screw him right down just mm-hmm. for this race when we've got the Eureka in six weeks um, mm-hmm. albeit I'd say we're running for second there too but um <laughs> it, uh, it's good just to be in the race and um, yeah I think he'll strip a lot fitter for that run last night as well, he, he blew up a long way over the back and um, as I said he's probably a little bit disappointing on face value but where where he's at fitness wise we're super proud of him and one thing about him he just drives his heart out all the time He never shirked his task and what people may not realise, Milder and Ronnie he was the fourth horse uh, out of ten to be uh, you know, picked up by a slot holder for the race so He's obviously held in very high regard. Uh, it's going to be one almighty race on the 2nd of September. And I guess the glorious uncertainty of racing, Jared, uh, you, you know, you, you never say never, dare to dream. And maybe Ronnie is going to be right up there in the mix when the whips are cracking uh, in the latter stages of that race. But I thought he ran a great race. But uh, I was in awe of Leap to Fame. I, as I said, I don't think Grant flinched. Uh, he still had a, a, a grip on him uh, like you, you couldn't believe and the horse cruised away to win it. Just on your other runners up there, I, I was wrapped in the run of uh, the Trotter, Albizia. You've had uh, had her for a little while now, but I thought her run was outstanding in that trot. Well done to James Rattray winning with that very good London to a brick, but Albizia, um, geez, you're doing a good job and, and it seems to be a full, foolproof Trotter. Yeah, she's a funny little thing. At home, she's a real uh, tart. She... Um yeah, she's hard work at home, but um, mm-hmm. go to the races and she's just the ultimate professional and um, sort of you don't get a real guide on how how she goes at home because she's such a big handful. But um, Kim keeps saying, I think this is fairly above average, this mare, and um, sort of just keeps surprising me. And then last night when Kim came off the track, he said, I told you this goes good. Um, and... She's just um, she just keeps getting a little bit better and a little bit better, and um, we're sort of in two minds whether to keep her up here and um, and go around next week and maybe the following week. But at this stage, I think we're going to lead to sending her home and give her a couple of weeks off and freshen her up and look for what's on for her after that. I just don't want to go one run too far, you know. That was mm-hmm. sort of her grand final last night. Yeah, get, you don't want to go back to the well uh, too many times. Speaking of above average, I'm, I'm a big rapper, and I think you know this. We've talked about her a few times on this program. Delightful Angel. Now, she finished uh, unplaced in the, the Good Mare's race, the Ladyship Stakes. She was only beaten about three lengths, and 
had that you know, back row draw, which is always a difficult task at, at Albion Park. But but she she's another who tries her guts out, Jared. Yeah, she went terrific. I was actually looking up the sectionals this morning, and her quarter last quarter was the quickest of the race. Um, she it was my fault. I gave I'd never ever give driving instructions because that's why you put drivers on um, mm. to let like they should know what to do. Mm. But Jack sort of wanted to go to the fence on her last night and. I sort of, I said, oh, it's up to you, but I definitely wouldn't be. <laughs> I said, it's, uh, I can see you're getting in a good spot here. And the race didn't pan out anything like I thought it would. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I put my hand up there and, um, yeah, I take credit for that. She should have been on the fence. And if she had been four fence, I think she would have been right thereabouts. Probably doesn't win, but I, I think she definitely runs in the top three. And, um yeah, so that that was my fault there, but she's she's going really good that mare. So um, if she can get a draw next week in the Group One Golden Girls, oh, I think they'll definitely know she's there. Yeah, look, she's she's got good form at home, and uh, I think uh, you might correct me if I'm wrong here, Jared, but she gives me the impression she's definitely a big track uh, mare. She just seems to relish you know, the roomy expanses of Menangle, but. Um, no reason why she can't be competitive against all those good mares with the right draw and the right run. Yeah, no, hundred percent. She's just yeah, a terrific yeah. trier. She's a better delight as mm. well. But me, they just they're just good triers, you know. She, um, yeah. we didn't think she was any any star when we got her. You know, we just thought if we could have a little bit of fun with her, um, she'd just get better and better. And she's just exceeded all expectations. And sort of three starts ago, there when she went forty nine, like the owners actually bought her to breed from, not so much as a racing perspective. Right. So for her to go forty nine, they're, they're just yeah. dead set over the moon. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little fill-up for the future. Now, on the home front, well done with a double. Um, Tegan Banner sweeping right down the extreme outside the score uh, for Brad Hewitt. You, uh, you you had a couple in that race, uh, but uh, she, she's racing very consistently. And uh, Sorry, um, she, he is racing he, very consistently. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he's, a, he, he's a gelding. <laughs> um, he is racing super consistent and, and, and just the sort of horse that... Uh, you know, he's going to pick off uh, through the grades of it. I'd uh, imagine at, at Menangle for now. Yeah, I think he's um, he was ultra consistent when Grimaud had him, and um, yeah. when Grimaud come up here to Queensland, he could only take so many, and he thought he was probably better suited to Menangle style of racing. And although he led a fair few times, um, Grimaud said to me that he thought he's way better from behind when he's done no mm. work. And then last week he sat in the trail and never got out. He probably should have nearly won that that race as yeah. well, but um, they put him on the OD last night. The stewards, um, I still can't get my head around that, but that's another matter. Anyway, he um, <laughs> that's that's one for you to sort out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he um, he had to go back to last, and um, yeah, he just showed that speed that they said he had, and um, he he won quite easy in the end. Mm, very impressive win and the drive of Will Rickson, your second winner, Firestorm Ready, he wasn't content with the uh, the early tempo, he whipped up on the outside and he worked to, to get to the lead, found the lead and um, I thought did a, did an outstanding job but I have to say in my opinion and I'm sure you would have reviewed the run, uh, the, the, the drive was uh, uh, equally uh, you know, crucial in the horse getting to the line first. Yeah, no, 100% I um don't want to give him too many accolades. He might get too big of a head, Will. But, uh, <laughs> He's no, a pretty was, uh, level-headed a customer, yeah. isn't he, Jared? Yeah, uh, uh, you, you have definitely. a bit to do with uh, Will. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a terrific drive. And uh, we've got a fair bit of time for that horse. He, 
hadn't done a lot with him at home because he um, he hasn't been in my barn for long and um, yeah. he he's just worked as good as any horse I've got there at the moment um, during the week. I'd planned to give him a trial on Wednesday and I'd give him a hit out on Monday and he worked unbelievable. So I was like, oh, if he can work that good, he might as well race instead of trialling. Oh, and yeah. um, I was actually fairly confident last night. I said to Will, I thought he'd, um, he was one of my better chances of the night and um, he drove him full of confidence and he actually hit the line really strong. Like Will said, he, he ran right through the line and around the corner, so that's pleasing. Yeah, very uh, good for the future. Well, Jared, how many horses are you working at the moment? Oh, we've got around, with the horses up here and at home, there's, there'll be somewhere around the 25 to 30 mark. Yeah, Which is somewhere. probably a little more, yeah, a little more than I, I remember chatting to you a few years back, and you were going to focus on on quality necessarily more so than quantity. But it just seems at the moment the quantity is there because the quality within that quantity is is, is you know they're all very competitive horses that you've got at the moment. Yeah, we're having a terrific run, and I guess when people see your horses going so well, they're happy to give you a couple more in the last few weeks we've had a few new owners turn up and a few new horses some some nice horses turn up and um yeah i think um when your name's out there people see them and then um it's a snowball effect so we've got um a terrific group of staff at the moment they do a terrific job at home and um while i'm up here i I couldn't race as many as we do without them They're, they're just unreal but um, and we've got a big team of babies too. So, um, well, ever we've got a, a big number of babies coming through each year. You know, you're going to have a lot of nice horses. So that's a credit to all the owners as well, like for entrusting me in their horses. Well, look, I think you, you fly under the radar a little bit on the Sydney training scene. I think uh, you've been widely regarded for some time, and, and, and with some justification given your results as a, uh, you know, a master trainer of the babies. But uh, you're equally uh, adept at training square gators. You had some good uh, horses go around in the Trotters race in, in town last night. Uh, you've got you know, mares like Delightful Angel flying. Um, yeah, you, you, your team's flying. So I think at the moment uh, we're going to see more and more of uh, Jared Altran, uh, you know, rocketing up the training charts uh, as as time unfolds. Because you're now at that stage of your career, Jared, from the outside looking in, that all, all the all the dominoes are starting to fall into place. So uh, you're enjoying the success you deserve, and uh, well done and congratulations. Yeah, thanks a lot, Fred. It um, doesn't go without hard work and. Um, yeah. Not just me, all all trainers, you know, they're, they're long hours and um, there's some good days and there's some rough days, but you've got to enjoy the good days and, um, yeah, and with the owners as well, you know, like they got they have bad days and good days as well. you just got to mm. enjoy the good days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, thanks for giving us some time this morning. Get out and enjoy that Queensland sun. And, I've been uh, locked we'll up, up in bed with you. the flu for three days. It's killing me. <laughs> oh, gee whiz, what, what's going on there? You're supposed oh, to get away from up, the horrible cold. Jeez. I go up to get away from the, the cold and it's beautiful <laughs> weather and I'm locked in bed with the flu. <laughs> no, no, good. We'll, we'll get better soon and uh, and good luck with the team over the rest of the Queensland Carnival and, of course, uh, all eyes heading, as you say, six weeks off to the Eureka with my ultimate Ronnie. Thanks a lot, Fred. Appreciate it. There he is, Jared Alton. He is really one of the trainers, Grant. You know, he, I said he flies under the radar a little bit. You know, we, we sort of, you know, he generally is in the uh, mix as far as training uh, results, 
most meetings in town and with a team like the team he's got, he's only going to get stronger. Yeah, and with having the flu and, you know, being away, I reckon we can set up a GoFundMe page. The guy needs a bit of a kick along because that's hardcore. Need chicken noodle soup. We need to get chicken, chicken noodle, noodle soup, soup to, to, <laughs> to wherever the, he's staying. You're, you're the king chef amongst us, mate, so you may have just put yourself in there. <laughs> I wonder if uh, our boss will fly me there to deliver it personally for a couple of weeks. If not, I've got a mate who's got a plane. We'll sort it out. Sweet. Good on you, mate. <laughs> See you, Freddie. Before I go, yep. uh, Mick Gearin will be Mick Gearin will be with you next Sunday. I'm going to be uh, away next Sunday, so Mick Gearin will no, host Freddy, the Sunday. What am I going to do? No, no. Uh, you'll you'll survive. Trust me. <laughs> Have a good one, Freddie. <laughs> Cheers, mate.